You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dance Moms After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dance Moms After Show. Yay. Hey, everyone. Bing is for doing. Right now, we're doing another recap of your favorite guilty pleasure Dance Moms. We are on the second season, 22nd episode called Revenge of the Candy Apples. I'm a little disappointed. I was waiting for that jingle at the beginning of this episode, just like, living on the dance floor. But, <laughs> you are uh, a fanatic Giselle. But we'll get right into it. We want you to get into it. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 424-256-1729. Perfect. <laughs> we're missing Ryan. We miss you, Ryan. But I'm Giselle Ugardi. I'm always live tweeting at Giselle Ugardi. And I know for your listeners, that name might be a little hard for you. G-I-S-E-L-L-E-U-G-A-R-T-E. And now I will let my lovely co-host introduce themselves. You first, Brooke. Okay, thank you. I'm at QueenBP333. Wait, and what's your name? Brooke Papinga. <laughs> I was like, who are you? The ever so beautiful. <laughs> ever so beautiful. Hey, After Brothers, what's up? Jason J. Carter here. You can tweet me at JJC forever. <sighs> Good to see you guys again. Yes, wonderful. So good to be back. We're so excited to have our first ever after show for Dance Moms. And thank you so much to everyone on iTunes, on YouTube for watching, sharing. For the last entire week, we've been in the top 10, if not the top five, most downloads on After Buzz TV. And that's because of you. Thank you for your comments, your ratings. We read them all and we really, really appreciate it. It's definitely a great place for us to continue the conversation after we leave here. So let's get right into it. We'll start off with the pyramid. And this week, I'm, I was very surprised by the pyramid, weren't you guys? Mm-hmm. I think last yeah. week, all of us predicted that Maddie was going to be yes. at the top. And that was not the case at all. At the bottom, we had Brooke, who had an injury last week. And Abby... <laughs> Hot mess. I know. <laughs> the sloth on the ground. And Abby said that she was upset with Brooke, that she was at the bottom because she didn't speak up sooner. Interestingly enough, her sister, who had a boot on her leg and was even more injured, Paige, was after her at the bottom of the pyramid. Then we had Mackenzie, mm-hmm. who looked great, but she still got second in her solo. And she had a little bit of a, a toddler crying fit, which Abby did not like. She doesn't like the crying in public or really crying at all. Any emotion needs to not be on the dance floor. <laughs> and then we had, this is where the surprise started to come along. Maddie and Chloe were on the second tier. And she says that Maddie was the overall top scorer in her solo, but she should be winning by more than just six points. She should be winning by 20 points, which it's like... How is that even possible? You see these scores, they're getting 295 out of 300 or even higher. How how is she supposed to win by more than that if she's competing against someone that's 
you know, at the same caliber that she is. Do you think that's fair? No, it's never fair with Abby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always delusional with Abby Lee. It's never fair with Abby Lee. Yeah, Abby is really emotional and inconsistent. And this pyramid shows how inconsistent she is because when she said that Brooke should have spoken up from day one, you know, she probably would have criticized her. She had spoken up from day one. You're not trying. You're not giving it your all. The reason why Brooke didn't speak up from day one is because she was trying to make it to that competition and she was trying to do it till that last minute before going on, even with electrodes or ele- whatever <laughs> those cute. things are all over her back, yeah. you know? Yeah. And actually, um, something interesting that I picked up on one of our iTunes comments, Michelle Rod said that um, we had mentioned last week how we were surprised that she didn't try to put Paige into the number with the boot. Mm. And I guess there was a very short scene where it shows Paige doing a fan kick on a table with the boot. And then I guess Abby cut her and then she didn't come to rehearsal. (laughs) So I guess there goes our explanation for that. But um, anyway, so Chloe was also in the second tier. She was first for her solo, first for her duet. But... She lacks in intensity and confidence, which I think we can all agree that's yeah. kind of true. For sure. I love Chloe. She's very graceful, amazing technique, but her face has been lacking in expression. Do you think it's because of Abby? Do you think it's maturity? It could be maturity. I honestly feel that all the dancers are lacking, except for Matt. Well, Maddie, I know. I we always <laughs> Freak give, of nature. We always give Maddie, you know, a, a green pass because she's so good. But I think a lot of these kids are, are lacking that. You can be technically amazing, but if you're not living in your choreography, if it's living not... Living on the dance floor. <laughs> if it's not coming through in your face, because I feel like a lot of these dancers or these kids, they have so much pressure to be so amazing that they're in their head when they're dancing because they want to make sure they get that bottom out right or, you know, make sure their second's on. And and they're, they don't have time to enjoy anything because they're they're dancing for their lives. <laughs> I agree with you, Jason. And yeah. to add to that, I do feel, though, I mean, I adore Chloe. And I feel that if Abby is this amazing, she's got to be able to pull that through mm-hmm. and get her to that point. Because yeah. it's true, she's expressionless a lot. And I think it does have to do something with a little bit of a pressure, a nervousness, a stress. And I think Abby has to really help her resolve this and... You no, know, that's part of the performance. It's part of her job as the director and the choreographer. Yeah, no one holds Abby accountable for anything. I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel when we're watching the show that Abby is always she's the whipcracker and she's always you know the person to scream and yell and tell people what to do. But like you just said, Brooke, she's not nurturing these dancers. And mm-hmm. you know when you're talented and you you need you need to nurture that talent and you, and also you need to dancers or anyone that has a talent are like mutants. We know we can turn it on and turn it off, mm-hmm. and 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 they and Abby's supposed to be a mentor, and she's not being a mentor; she's being a dictator. Yeah, she definitely is a little bit. I'm I'm definitely sad because I feel as though I have seen Chloe show that maturity and show that intensity. Because yeah, she definitely has a strength of doing the smiley cutesy dance, but I have seen her dance with a little bit more heart, and that's why she won you know that music video gig that she did a while back, and that's why she did the she she got the Joffrey gig of the ballet. She lit up the stage, and so I really hope that that comes back and that her mom isn't keeping her from getting to that point or getting that support that she deserves. Um, And then one person who did get support who yes. we always talk about is on the back burner, <laughs> the top of the pyramid, Nia. The black sheep. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be happy Pun intended, no pun intended. No pun intended. And I personally don't remember her solo last week. Even though we watched the episode, I don't know if I just totally blanked out on it, if it was maybe just not okay, but she had a standing ovation for her solo, and um, Abby assigns her to be the dance captain. So she has ten times more responsibility, but 
the sweet Mia, who is just like her mom, so polished and articulate at age, what, 11, 12? Yeah. And is like, I'm ready for the responsibility. I can get used to this. Correct people when they're wrong. But do it nicely. But do it nicely. And, um, and then also... Kendall and Jill were invited to Pyramid, even though Abby made it clear they're still guests. She's not a part of the team, even though she helped them get to that first place clean sweep the last week. She's she can come to Pyramid, but she's not going to be a part of the team. And that is that what Abby's doing is strategically very smart, I believe, because she's getting the benefit of Kendall's talent. She needs them right now mm-hmm. with Brooke and Paige down, and with Maddie. Remember Maddie and well, I'm sure you'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Of some people not showing up for rehearsal, so she she really does need Kendall, but she doesn't want to show her vulnerability and that she does need her. Yeah, and I mean she needs to prove her loyalty because she went to Candy Apples and was mm-hmm. giving you know right. Kathy all the secrets, and well, then now she's coming right back and giving Abby all the secrets. And so. Abby had said that she's still a guest. You know, she's not mm-hmm. really back on the team. She is still a guest at the Abby Lee Dance Studio. So mm-hmm. Abby's Abby's fully. I mean, we got to give it to Abby. She for for all her mm-hmm. delusional bipolar whatever. She's I mean, smart lady. She's a smart lady. Smart. She she knows. She She's always two steps ahead, and she mm-hmm. gets it. And or she, four or six. Or a mile ahead. Yeah, she she's definitely knows how to play devil's advocate, but to who's on her team and who's not on her team. Yep. You know, she keeps her enemies close. Yep. And this time she called it, she called her a guest, rather than putting her on probation. Because I think Jill was really offended oh, by that last season, that that's Kendall a very was on point. probation. Now they're a guest. That's a very good point. So. Well, they won the overall high score at Starbound the mm-hmm. previous week. Um, now... Abby wants to keep the winning streak alive. She wants a clean sweep. And I think we heard that, what, like 20 times? Clean sweep, winning streak. And they're going to Starbound in Myrtle Beach. Kendall and Mackenzie will be doing an acrobatic duet. Um, Maddie's not getting a solo. So we think. Uh, Chloe gets a solo. And then the group is doing a number called Taken, which moves us right along to our (laughs) next topic, which I've so cleverly called Taken Out of Control. It should have been called Taken Out of Context. Taken Out of Context. Or just Taken, because there, there is some Taken yeah. in a little bit. But So, th- 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 this number. We've got the five girls. <laughs> Four of them are dressed and look like peasants. And there's one girl who's dressed in color. She's a free spirit. She's happy. She's wonderful. And the other girls get jealous. They want to pull her down. They want to make her part of the team. Why does this sound so familiar? <laughs> it's a reflection of the dance studio. Uh, of the actual, <laughs> it's of the actual culture in the dance studio that's happening right now. And it, it was just at first, Giselle. I had you. You really opened my eyes to it because I was thinking, oh, that's cool. It's a great concept. You know, that'll definitely read well. I mean, I was like, wait a minute, well, it that's did. Like, it did read, it read very well. I was like, that's a little passive aggressive kind of technique though from Abby. You know, and, and I love how and I love how Abby is just like, okay, so we're gonna do this dance, and you five girls are just gonna be horrible like you normally are, and then Maddie, you're gonna be epic like you normally are, yes. but it's gonna be symbolic of the love we have in our studio. You know, mm-hmm. she like always has a way to put a spin on something. And it's so funny because she compared it, she goes, They need to dance all as one. Yeah, dance all as one, yet you're letting one of them shine. And of course mm-hmm. she picks Maddie, mm-hmm. and this stirs up all talk, of course, up in the the little mom's booth where they sit and chat and gossip and, you know, talk about everything that they shouldn't be talking about. And they start picking on Melissa. From everything to... Christy calls her a bitch. She says that she's a tattletale for, you know, telling on Chloe. And then she even goes as far as to say that she was cheating and had an affair with her boss. And that's what 
you know, really broke the straw yeah. of the camel's back. And that's when Melissa picked up her things, walked downstairs, grabbed Mackenzie, grabbed Maddie, told them to get their things. And yet the women are still up yelling and screaming about Melissa, saying that she's running away, she's smart, she's conniving. And they're even still talking about her. I don't know if they knew that Maddie and Mackenzie were out there getting their things, but poor Maddie, or poor Mackenzie, you see her coming down the stairs, she's crying, because she's hearing these older women talk mm-hmm. about her mom. Yeah. What did you think about this scene? I, it, was what I, well, it shouldn't even be about the scene. What I think about the overall culture in the studio is disgusting, actually. Because these are these are women. First of all, these are women who are supposed to be role models for their daughters. Exactly. You know, that are supposed to be showing the, showing their daughters how to be, how to be well-versed, poised women. And yet, what's her name? Christy? Christy. The loose cannon calling. I mean, you should never, ever use profanity around children, first and foremost. And she's like, Slut. Or ever. ever. Really? I mean, but, I mean, as an Name adult. calling doesn't get you very far. No, it doesn't. And it's just like, and then it, it's just so dysfunctional. They allow, and Abby allows this. I mean, what, what kind of professional studio allows their parents to do this? And then why are the kids so immersed? They're so available to it. Mm-hmm. You know, these parents are horrible parents. And, and it just comes across on TV. They're allowing their kids to be in the middle of this war, and this internal war. But what I saw from Christy, what I feel triggered her this time, is that, what, interestingly enough, Chloe gets the solo all to herself. Maddie doesn't have a solo this week so far. That's a very good point. And Christy's always complaining that, you know, Chloe and Maddie, they always have to compete against each other. And Maddie always wins. Well, now Chloe has this opportunity to do the solo on her own and to shine. Yet, on the flip side, Christy starts to get really, really nervous that now Chloe's going to be the fall guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or the fall girl, I should say. And that Chloe's not going to pull through. And, you know, deep down inside, she feels, now she says that Abby's setting Chloe up to fail. fail. And, you know, that's kind of contradictive right there. And I don't know. I think that she was just, you know, especially with the group number and sh- highlighting Maddie and taking Maddie's solo um, out of the picture. I think Christy is just going through one of those. It's like a big hormonal month, yeah. time of the month reaction it's kind a, of what's yeah. going on. It's, it's a very no interesting dynamic. And, it, you know, I wonder why they even let the moms come. Because really? Amen to that. I know that there we just had saw a, the costumes. <laughs> yeah, we had that little one-sided mirror at mm-hmm. air window. What what do you call them? Yes. You know, you know what I mean. The where view, it's a mirror, it's a mirror window. on one side right. and then a window on the other. And I remember that there were some studios where okay, the moms could watch, but the door was closed. You couldn't see what the moms were doing. They had to be quiet and cooperative. And then there were some that the parents weren't allowed to come until the last ten it's minutes a, yeah. of class. And then there were some none. You can't come at all. And I'm just so surprised they know that this drama is going to be stirred and stirred and stirred. Yes, okay, of course, reality television, but... Well, but, the thing, but I also think think of the, the, what you're seeing in this studio exists in studios across the country. Mm-hmm. And back getting back to Chloe and Christy about being the fall guy, it was almost like Christy, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yes. Now because and I don't, I honestly don't think that Abby was Abby would set up any of those dancers mm-hmm. to fail. Like because she wants to win. Yeah. Well, I mean that that would be that would be you know not effective for her cause. <laughs> but do you see how Christy was sabotaging Melissa almost to affect Maddie? Yeah. Isn't that I un- interesting. Yeah, I do. I understand why Melissa left too because they re- like, they weren't going to stop. She was never going to win, like you mm-hmm. said. There, there's really no winning with her. Um, but it's it's unfortunate that although it is a team effort and the girls are young, so they do need the support of their moms. And you know, it is mm-hmm. a family. Abby a dysfunctional them. family style effort, yeah. but it's unfortunate that they have to get the kids involved. Very. You know, why not just leave and let your kids finish their class, come back and pick them up at eight o'clock or mm-hmm. whatever time. 
You know? They're Don't too you emotional. They're just emotionally out of control. That's why this part of the episode is called Taken Out of Control. <laughs> Taken Out of Control. Just out of control. And did we also notice, take note, that when Jill walks into the room with the moms this time, uh, they all ask her, you know, did Abby invite you? Did you just show up? And Jill says... Well, of course, I would never just show up to Pyramid if I wasn't invited by Abby. Yet the week before, <laughs> what did she do? She stomped right in right. Pyramid, bringing Kendall behind her. I thought that was kind of funny. You know, know, you see um, just this, just two sides of her personality right there. To a little bit, to yeah. a little extent, though, she was a little bit of the voice of reason when Melissa mm-hmm. did leave. It's so funny because Jill can seem so just coy and conniving, but I still really like her. I can't help but love her. I know. I can't help it. Anyways, so Melissa does not come back the next day for practice, and neither do the girls. Right. Of course, Jill's thinking, oh, spot for Kendall, yay. <laughs> Lots of spots for Kendall this week. Four. Um, and, and for whatever reason, Melissa didn't even tell Abby that she wasn't coming, which I thought was very strange that, you know, here the, the mom and the best friend teacher, she didn't say anything. And so Abby leaves it to Nia to call Maddie, yeah. which I thought was, was weird. So funny. And even, even Nia's like, um, I'm not supposed to be calling these people. I'm not my mother, but I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah. It was so weird. And she's like on her cell phone, like, um, you need to be at rehearsal. Uh, you're late. <laughs> Uh, where you be at, girl? You know, it's so weird. I mean, these poor kids are just, they're going to have some severe therapy issues in the future because just everything that they go through, they're being forced to grow up so quickly. And I feel like they're abandoning their childhood almost like in front of our eyes. I feel, I mean, I, I guess because, again, we grew up in studios and mm-hmm. we danced and, we, and we, we had a first account of how that can be. It's so tragic. Not only are they sabotaging these kids, their future and the, the talent that they possess naturally, but just screen them up mentally. And that, that goes further. It could be the other way around, though, as well, because they are also getting the opportunity that, for example, someone with a gift who doesn't have as much money financially mm-hmm. to be able to cultivate that. Or they could also be looking at their moms and saying, I don't want to be that way. I want to support my teammates. And luckily, they have been able to maintain friendships, although their mom's opinions might kind of turn them another way. Um, thankfully... I'm just glad that Abby started without Maddie and Mackenzie and didn't show favoritism that way. Like, well, the show can't go on without them. And she at least showed that everyone, to an extent, is replaceable. She Mm -hmm. kept on going. And once Maddie did show up, she didn't yell as much to her as maybe she would if anybody else had been missing. But at least she said, you know, you're going to let these women dictate your future. You know, and she put some sense into her besides, like, I can't do this without you. Yeah. You, know? you guys bring up a good point, though. How many of these girls do you think it's their dream? And how, which of them do you think it's their mother's dream? I think Maddie, first of all, even for all, how talented Maddie is, I think she's not all there. Um, she's a <laughs> robot. She's on autopilot the whole time. Maddie, you, dance now. Dance for the men. <laughs> dance. <laughs> um, I, I don't like Brooke. <laughs> Brooke is like, yo, as soon as I hit 18, I'm done. <laughs> I am done. It's a wrap on but these. She's gone and come back. That's true. Because she, she made the choice to come back. She went on the bender and came back. You know, broken leg and all. Cheerleading wasn't as fun. I, I know. Guess. She, yeah. But um, I, I I do feel that these kids, these moms, are firsthand stage moms, and they are mm-hmm. they they could be pushing their kid because when we were that that young, we did whatever our parents wanted us to do. Yeah. We didn't know any better. You know, it was like okay, well, you want you want me to be a world class baseball player? I'll be a world class baseball player until you grow out of it and realize your own identity. So I think really world class baseball player, whatever. Jason. No, no. <laughs> I was gonna say I have kids at home. They're not doing what I want them to do. I was never, I was never a World Cup or anything. Did you baseball at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I was student body president and, you know, all these things. And and then so finally you get your own identity 
and you're like, you know what? I want to be a couch potato, mom. You know, shove it. You know, I'm not. Gonna, so I think I'm probably half of these girls, except for Nia. <laughs> We'll probably go off and you know do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, except, what do you mean? What, except, except for Nia. Hold on feel, a second. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she, she's a, well. She her mom. She's I think Nia is the smartest out of all of them. You think? Yeah. Well, how so? Because when they when you watch them in the, the little confessional when they're doing interviews, she's always just the most articulate for how young she is, and everyone else is usually like. Um, my mom says that I'm the best and blah, 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 blah. Whereas she, and not only that, but she also has a mom who very much values education, Mm -hmm. which I think, you know, if it were to come down to it, her mom hopefully has, you know, the logic to decide, okay, is she going to pursue dance? Is she going to? Is she going to pursue education, or could she maybe find a school has, that has a great dance program? Yeah. I think she has a better head she on her shoulders options. there. Yeah, but you know, I think Maddie's going to end up in this professionally. I think Mackenzie will too. Mm-hmm. You know? well, like Maddie's a robot. <laughs> We'll see. She's a director's dream. She is a director's dream. Right. Well, hey, you guys that are listening, watching, if you want to join this conversation, give us a call, 424-256-1729. And, of course, leave comments. And I want to remind you that we do have a new app. What? Were you no, 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 no. I like the app. I <laughs> use it today. We do have the new app. It's called Podcast. As soon as you pick out your favorite programs, it automatically downloads all of your favorite podcasts. <clears throat> After Buzz TV's Dance Moms After Show to <laughs> your mobile device. And like we always say, leave comments, give us five stars on iTunes, please. And um, share all of our links YouTube, listen, watch, anything else. We want Did I miss something? Well, I want some people from Abby Lee Miller's Dance Studio to call in. I want to talk to some of these dancers and people I who take too. class there. I want to hear about this firsthand. <clears throat> I feel like. The only people who take class there are the are the girls. <laughs> Honestly, you don't ever see anyone. I'm like, people are probably afraid, or I don't ever see. No, there's I, flashes of groups of people in class sometimes. Yeah, in between takes. I wonder if they do they even get to compete? Are they are they maybe doing? They're hired the extras. Three or four competitions a year, the same routines. Whereas these girls get special treatment. Probably. Maybe, maybe there's a team and there's a company. This is why we need you to call in. Well, there is, <laughs> and in studios there is the competition team, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the company, and it's just so weird how the two are. Are very different, and you, you do not crossbreed or cross mix or intertwine the two. If you are not a part of the the competition team, you can be part of the company, and you just <laughs> do the recital, but you don't compete. To be a, to be a competitor, you have to be on a whole other level. And I honestly feel those other people taking class are just extras. Well, that's what I was saying is that it, it could be the other way around that they're the competition team, but then there's like the Ivy League Dance Company that they just take class or do recitals and perform. I don't know. It can, it, be, it can be either way. The only people we ever see or the only person we ever see is Abby's assistant. I don't even see any other teachers in the studio Mm-mm. doing the ballet technique. Who's it's very doing weird. Because I know Abby's not doing... All these fuete turns and pirouettes and <laughs> well, she was like, like, jetés. No, je, she's doing, the, she was, she's doing the hand motions she was to like, it. <laughs> the hand motions, but she's not and flying reach. through the air. And room, <laughs> she hasn't flown through the air since I don't know when. Hey, the that reach cold. gives me chills. <laughs> not when Abby does it though. <laughs> um, the overdone reach. Um, anyways, uh, so we get my least favorite m- dance mom back on this program, Miss Kathy from. Mm. <laughs> I keep wanting, wanting to call it crab apples. Candy, crabby, candy crab apples. But from from candy apples, and this time she's going against Abby. She's making sure to enter her kids in each and every category that Abby's dancers are in. She has older girls in her 
performance, she has a, a new boy who's not even a part of the Candy Crab Apples. He's someone totally different. What's his name? Drazen. 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 Yeah, he's a Drazen. Hi- hired gun for hi- a gun for hire. And she has two professional yes. male choreographers, M and M's, who quote want to see us beat Abby Lee. Which it's I just think it's incredible. I don't think she would have a chance at any of these dancers had she not been on this program. And it's just it's joke worthy. It's so fake. It's laughable, and, right? You know, granted, okay, I, I think to an extent a lot of this is produced or staged to at least a little bit of an extent. But at least with Abby's dancers, they really have grown up together and they've been dancing mm-hmm. together and it's always a consistent pair. Whereas Kathy's dancers do you buy that? Because I don't. 11, 11 and 12-year-old is the category that they were in. Those girls were not 11 and 12 years old. Very right, tall. 21. Very tall for <laughs> Very 11 and tall. 12. Okay, in, in Kathy's defense, though, I, I can appreciate her having a strategy and, and pulling out all the stops. It's competition. I mean, it, for as... For as um, juvenile mm-hmm. and ridiculous as it is. The show is very juvenile and ridiculous anyway, so we have to kind of give that to them. But, I mean, she 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 bought another boy, two professional choreographers. That's how she rolls. She's like, fine, we got to do what we got to do. We want to win. Because ultimately, apparently, it's about winning. It's about winning. I mean, and, it is. If she and, has to spend every last dime she makes to beat Abby Lee Miller, she will. And and it's okay. And, and there's she'll use her that. husband's meat shop to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she'll, she'll use their her savings. Jerky sauce. Jerky but here's the thing, and her though. prop daughter. The choreographers oh, they baby, bring don't in. Don't even get me started. I know. The choreographers they bring in though, and the choreography I've seen them do that they because they pay these because they fly these choreographers mm-hmm. in, they pay them their their rates and stuff. I mean, produce some really good choreography then, because I Kathy and the Candy Apples have. Have the worst choreography like all the time. It's bad. I think Always. Candy should fly us in. We're, oh, she we should fly us in from crump, After Buzz. I can crump y'all. I mean, <laughs> Ab- Ab- could, Ab- you, Ab- could you give Vivi a solo to beat Mackenzie? Yes, this, you know. Oh, poor Vivi. I guess you can tell she doesn't want to be there. She's not. Her good. and Brooke should hang out. She's there to. Well, Brooke wants to be there, even if she doesn't show it. I mean, she doesn't always want to be there. But poor Vivi, just she's not very good. She's not improving. I think she's only there to sit as a prop, like you said, and to bring down the, the average of the age groups competing. She just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just. I. I ugh. All I have down for Vivi. Vivi sucks. Underlined four times. <laughs> but the boys, though. But the, the boys, were, were pretty Justice, good. It just, yeah. justice good. is flexible. That's all I can really say about Justice. And I don't... I mean, it was smart of Kathy to do a duet with two boys. And this is something that we talked about before the show even finished. And Abby brings it up later that a lot of times I feel that boys are given preferential treatment in competition. That they're mm-hmm. given higher points if they are even a little bit good because they want to be encouraged to stay. Or they want, you know, some yeah. sort of Incentive, positive yeah. feedback. Because... If you look at the choreography, like you said, it's a lot of just flexibility and yeah. kicks and tricks and bells and whistles and really no technique behind there. Justice's face, completely expressionless. Yeah. And even with the duet, they're supposed to be banging the table that is supposed to be Abby Lee's face. It's Jill's face. They, right? Jill, Jill, Jill Jill's, and, face. Yeah, Jill's face. No expression. At all, N- not even anger, not even whatever. With this, well, they got. Music. Remember, he was laughing before and smiling. So at least at this point, she got him to stop. That's all he does is smile. That's again the the lack of intensity in, on both teams with both um with, with both crews is the the bad of both Abby and Kathy. They're not teaching these kids. They're so wrapped up in competing that they're missing the art the artistry. 
that I they're that, that they're that they're leaving on the table all the elements that create an amazing show and great performances and, and great choreography. And it's sad because people are looking at this dance mom show and kids it's it's huge. I mean I went to Albuquerque and at the studio I used to teach at. They watched this show religiously and almost, really yes, watch it religiously and and almost they look at they 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 kind of model what not to do. And I'm like, you guys have been competing for 20 years. Yeah. Why would you need to have this show that just came on last year to tell you what to do and what not to do? Like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah. It's just a bad example of what dance is. And people, since it's on TV, it's available for people to watch. And they believe that it's what really happens. Right. And it's just, it's And the judges blame. are not audience members who just like the show. They're professional dancers. Mm-hmm. So that totally. is a really interesting point. Why would you want to follow? Uh, Train wrecks. Exactly. Well, I don't know why they don't just bring in a professional, do a workshop, just like they have technique classes. They should bring somebody in to help them with that. I'm sure they do. Bring in, like, Mm -hmm. you know, someone from So You Think and really, you know, but then they may still Abby shine and, you know. Abby was at So You Think You Can Dance Uh um, for the, when they revealed the top 20 this season. Mm which I thought was really cute. Actually, um, Nigel Lithgow <laughs> compared something to Abby Lee, and she was in the audience, and she was like, oh my gosh, Nigel Lithgow said my name. <laughs> well, they keep winning at the competition, so until you know they realize that that's a factor. But I, I broke. Too much. Yeah. Well, Abby reacts to the candy crab apples mm-hmm. by saying that Maddie should do a solo. What did you think about this point? Did you think that Maddie should have had a solo? Was this showing preferential treatment? Was this discriminating against poor Chloe, who needed the little boost of confidence? All of the above. It's just too late to give her a solo the day before the competition. I agree with Melissa. She's done it before. That's true. She has done it before. But at this point, you know, it, it should have been Chloe's turn to kind of pull through for everybody and to have that have people believe in her that she could do that Jason if you were Melissa would you have let Maddie do a solo or would you have kept her out well you know with the history of Maddie on the show and the whole and her whole activity with Abby Lee always being like the saving grace and the savior I think okay two, twofold I'm gonna play mm-hmm. devil's advocate here I think I would if the history would have been that Maddie always comes in and saves a day. Yes, I would have let her do the solo. Just because if my if my mode of operation was win at all costs, it's 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 do or die now. Go hard or go home. Maddie, you are our you are our silver bullet. Let's make it happen. Yeah. From a parent from the other side, it's not fair because you're putting all this pressure on this little girl to be amazing, which of course she will be. And and then and then, you know, she could have even done one of her old routines, right? And still been, and still been great, and still. But also, it's just like you're taking advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. When, when as a collective, you need to again, here's that word, nurture. You need to nurture all of your dancers because there's nothing more amazing than seeing a group or a company of dancers that are all phenomenal, mm-hmm. that are just like, wow, there wasn't a weak link yeah. in the bunch, and if there was a weak link, she was still out of this world. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the kind of, kind of culture you need to cultivate in a studio so I, I think sure fine for the competition's value yeah put Maddie in it it's okay but on the other side it's kind of like a detriment as well to the other girls and giving Catch it back and the, well the other side you're talking about I think it's crossing boundaries just a little bit because I think Melissa at this point wanted some control and it was kind of a little bit about a little tug of war between her and Abby and she wanted to put her foot down she wanted to be the mom and she wanted to make the decision so I think that she was emotionally reacting to the whole argument with the women upstairs and I think it had so much more to do than just having Maddie come through and win that competition well and was it control or was it her surrendering to the moms and giving Mm, them you know what they wanted letting them affect her do you guys think if if all the if the moms would actually like 
pull out all the emotion out of this out of the studio and just really focus on the girls' well being that they that they would be a lot more successful. I mean, they're very successful now, but do you, do you think that they would excel to newer heights if they could alleviate some of the drama that's always? It seems like it's never ending. The grass is always greener, you know. You, it could it could potentially be a lot better, but at the same time, there is the dysfunctional family aspect to it. There is the support. There is the idea of here's Abby, the dictator, but there's my mom. And I know that she's going to be there to give me a hug as soon as Mm -hmm. I'm done. Or I know that she's going to be there to like smile at me when I'm you know, really, really hurting when my ankles hurt or my back's hurt to just know, okay, I only have a couple more minutes left and then, and then I can go home, I can get my ice cream and get my nails done or whatever, you know? So it's, 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 it's hard sometimes, especially when they're that young and they're still struggling to find what emotion is appropriate. I don't think that um, you can really resolve that, even if the moms change their reactions and demeanors, because you still have the Abby factor who is the creator of all of these dramatic situations. <laughs> the creator, for sure. And, you know, I think we saw in the Favorite first the season that the moms, um, they didn't react as much. I think they were a little bit less um, emotionally Attached. out of control. Yeah. And now they really are, they're just starting to stick up for their kids. Well, when wow! When you're exactly. pushed, though, when you're pushed, pushed, to the limit. pushed you, you will, you know, when mm-hmm. you're back into a corner, it's either fight or flight. Um, I love, though, how Abby's like, Candy Crab Apples brought in a ringer. Well, yeah, and let's, let's, let's move on to the competition then, actually, because. So funny, a ringer. The best part is that reaction came just as. Just, sorry, I can't contain myself. Because I'm ringer. thinking about when, when they walked into the school or the auditorium, wherever they were, and here's Justice with like a single sponge oh, yeah. curl. <laughs> I loved it. The little the redhead. Or pink. It was pink, too. It was pink. Yeah, a it was pink a, roller. a pink I used, little like Barbie roller. Yeah, I used to wear those when I was five. Yeah, to sleep. Well, he yeah, probably is five. <laughs> Whatever. Um, no, he's probably 15, but he's really <laughs> yes. short. He's and they're probably passing 21. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, 15 to, 20, to play he, 21. He's taking shots backstage. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I need a shot to get through this oh day. Gosh. All right, let's get to these dances. So Chloe is the first one we see. She's doing a lyrical number with the lantern mm. um, she has pressure to be justice and it's supposed to be dark and theatrical lo- I didn't feel like she brought it you guys she, she never brings it and, and- no she's not never okay. she, she can bring it she's done some really intense remember the queen of hearts dance yeah. mm-hmm. she she brings it but the black swan but really I love nice. how Abby brings like the lantern like, she's gonna dance with this lantern the prop was so unne- like, I was like the, she was, the, the dance would have been a lot more effective but she didn't have the prop or not even the prop, but the music. Because especially, I think you might have brought mm-hmm. this point up, is that even though Justice was... didn't have a lot of expression or choreography for that matter, his music was so intense that it brought it up a little bit of a notch. Mm-hmm. I think had Chloe had you know more of the intensity in the music, maybe it would have motivated her a little bit because her choreography this week was a lot more technical than last week. And that was one of Christie's complaints is that last week's choreography wasn't as technical as it could have been. Although so, Chloe, time after time, she's getting all the steps right, all the moves right. The choreography is okay. It's what's going on in her face. Mm-hmm. And that has to do, I mean, Abby has to address that and figure out how to pull that forth from within it. her. Without her just job. saying you can do better. Mm-hmm. I agree. So Justice goes... And this is where I was like, you know you're getting boy points. He goes shirtless. Ugh. Really? 
And another point that we brought up last week was how we were trying to figure out, okay, are they really going against each other? Or are we doing the overall of the day? And here it's very clear. He does an acrobatic routine against Chloe, who does a lyrical routine. So clearly they're trying to get the best solos of the day. And there were only two of them, which I thought was interesting. Unless they're like, we, we bring up the, the two elite solos. Mm-hmm. So... That but was that was at the end to do first and second place, wasn't it? Maybe we didn't see the other. Justice, you know, in justice, justice's defense, I thought mm-hmm. he was, I thought he was great as far mm-hmm. as his technique and and his, I mean, flexibility on his left side. Right. Well, that, no, well, no, it was, it was, it was his left side, right? Yeah, not, she says nine out of ten times. Um, she says that's not choreography; that's called stretching. stretching. <laughs> Gotta hand it to Abby again. She knows what she's talking about. But he was great. For, he was better than than the, than the ringer. The judges liked it. Drazen. After watching both of those solos that were against each other, did you believe Abby when she said that she wanted Maddie for the sake of intimidating intimidation and not because she didn't think Chloe could beat him? Yeah, mm-hmm. you did. Okay, I think honestly, I think Abby knows what's up. Abby, Abby's strategies mm-hmm. are pretty smart. I mean, she thinks about stuff and she's like, okay, she she thinks about all the factors and, and how all the different ways mm-hmm. things could turn up. And again, to a fault, you can't blame her. I mean, she wants to win. It's 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 her name. It's her studio. It's her brand. Yeah. And so she has to be that that far far out there and that far fetched in order to make sure that the best result it, it com- comes out. This is very true. You know, because if if she if she was like Kathy from Candy Apples who just sings. Oh, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll just hire a guy and have him come, and hopefully, yeah. we'll beat them. That's why she's well. And Kathy's main focus is always let's beat Abby Lee versus right. let's be the best we can be. Yeah, which kind of backfires. All yeah. Time. So then we have the group number taken, which I thought it could be you know really hard to read, really confusing. But I thought it was beautiful. It was great. I had chills down my spine. Um, costumes were a little strange, but they yeah. were very. Um, but they kind of like over exaggerated. Like which little- I think pioneers though you know what i'm saying so little that peasants was, with the bonnet yeah the, i didn't even think of them as peasants until you mentioned them as peasants i thought they were little pioneer girls but you saw bonnets. though if you watch the routine closely you saw maddie's professionalism as she mm-hmm. turned oh, yeah. around and tying it because it wasn't tied on straight and then yeah. she mm-hmm. you know they were that it was great because they were again that was probably one of the only routines i've seen them all connected mm-hmm. they were they were living through their choreography it wasn't just like living five or seven. on the dance floor <laughs> that's gonna be your ringtone for you okay um and it, it Definitely, that was probably one of the better routines I've seen on the show ever and on, on any season. You know, and, yeah. and it and at first we were thinking, all right. Interesting, you say that though, because they all connected to it because it is part of the studio. They could relate. Environment, Maybe you know? they were, they secretly had a powwow and decided that they're going to emote their emotions to this routine <laughs> yes. and just let it all out. They could. They're smart children. Uh, maybe Nia had a had a team <laughs> team meeting beforehand. I don't, I don't know. But then we, we should have tied of, that bonnet tighter on Maddie's head. Right. <laughs> then the opposite happened. We saw one of the worst routines ever on Dance Mom's history, next to probably Bibby's yeah, Bumblebee yeah, routine. Yeah. And oh, it was gosh. the Candy Apples, My Hair Like This, which was an open category, which is a mix of whatever. And. Um, it was like a or it could be good for a Vidal Sassoon commercial, though, or a Paul Mitchell, you if know, they shampoo. Were good. Yeah, it was bad. Their costumes were sick. Though. It was all, it was all like jazz or all, you know, makeup and hair, and then no, no whatever. No I was confused. It seemed that the dance ended right when it started. It didn't seem it very like long at all. Yeah, yeah it, there was, it was no 10 really dancing seconds long. But you did see um, Kathy screaming, "Stop!" Stop, stop! Where's the chair? They didn't even have their prop on stage. The teacher had to come and walk it off. But actually, the girls had to walk off stage first and then get back on. That was the routine that the M&M's choreographed for them, correct? Um, yes. See, again, 
I don't know, whatever. It, they they hire these choreographers to, from L.A. or from wherever to give them this different mm-hmm. kind of jazz yeah. funk style, and it just doesn't work. Yep. You know, it's 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 like a major miss, and yep. that routine was a major miss. Like I said, though, their 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 costumes were awesome. As was you know, moving out of the duets, the promotion or commotion. I couldn't hear promotion. It was promotion. Correctly, the boys it didn't look go. like a promotion. It looked like someone being fired. Yeah, it looked exactly <laughs> like the shipwreck that we saw before with Justice's routine. Just the they were. Um, Drazen was doing the right bot Maz and Justice was doing the left. No expression at all. And then I was I was excited for Mackenzie and Kendall to do their duet reservation for two. It was very cute. They had all the tools, mm-hmm. but Mackenzie was not on like she usually is. Didn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just it just wasn't. I, I I don't feel like they had enough time to get their duet ready. I'm yeah. not a fan of the duet period. Mm-hmm. Actually, like the boys one, that it's just not needed. Again, you're, they're probably getting points because they're dudes dancing, or I'm sorry, dudes. They're they're men dancing, they're, but they're they're the little boys. Yeah, but there's just no. I feel like a lot of this stuff in these competitions is filler. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? that's true. But they're walking over each other and trying to do these little flips and not land on each other. And I think it was kind of hard. She and she's such a little body, <laughs> Kenzie, then, you know Kendall's longer, and she's trying. You know, I just looked, but I've seen some better. They looked a little mm-hmm. tired, but yeah. <laughs> luckily things work out in their favor because at awards uh, they ended up winning for the duets. They beat the boys. They actually got two hundred ninety four points out of three hundred, which is mm-hmm. great. I was not expecting even that at all. Poor Chloe loses by one. Tenth yeah. of a point. She's gonna get it to justice, and we already know Abby's gonna give it to her. Um, and then let's see, the group number gets first overall, two hundred and ninety-five out of three hundred, which I thought again better than the two ninety-four in the duet, but whatever. Um, so two hundred ninety-five out of three hundred points. Candy apples comes in not second, but third. So you know Abby's just smiling from ear to ear. And so there, I wrote this down. Taken a first place home, <laughs> but um, but she didn't get her clean sweep but because she didn't of get Chloe. Her clean sweep exactly, and she blames it on Chloe. Was that fair? No, the way that oh, Abby reacted. Was terrible. That's the first thing that she said when they walked in the dance. And, she, and she brings. Not only does she criticize Chloe, she says, "Maddie, now do you see why I wanted you to enter the competition, Melissa? Do you understand about you know?" And I, the mom loses it. Yeah. And, well, and she even uh, gives a dig at Melissa. Well, you know, I don't have a man who pays my bills. I have to do it myself. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Yeah. Wasn't she just the one who said, don't let people get to you? Don't listen to the gossip, blah, blah, blah. And then here she is a, giving that kind of a jab. We're at a tenth of a point against a boy routine. I, I mean, I can see if it was like a couple of points. Mm-hmm. But even then, it doesn't even matter. Even for the sake of good sportsmanship and, again, nurturing these girls, you don't, you don't, you don't come that in that moment, in that instant, in that second, you're destroying this child's self-esteem. I feel like I like Oprah Winfrey, this, the advocate for kids everywhere. <laughs> but it's just because so I, I, I you, we identify with this, you know, being, being in competition sports and being in competitive nature. Um, There's a better way to do this. Exactly. And she could have even pulled the parents aside and said, you know what, these are the reasons why I make certain decisions, right. intimidation factors. The kids don't need to be in the it's room to hear all this. diarrhea of hatefulness with Abby. <laughs> Di- it's called verbaria. Really? Verber- yeah. Was that you know, necessary? She's not word vomit. <laughs> diarrhea. diarrhea. Explosive diarrhea of, 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 of hate. Well, she had just gotten finished criticizing Mackenzie for being a crybaby about second place, yet she's coming in and kind of doing the same thing in her adult manner, being right. a crybaby about losing by a tenth of a point and all the blame hey, game. if you're not first, you're last. I mm-hmm. know. The second's the first loser. <laughs> Let's move on to predictions, okay. you guys. The last thing we see in the episode, Abby is just rubbing it into Kathy's face, how she won. 
there could potentially be a, a Vivi McKenzie dance-off, which I would love to see. What do, what do you think is going to happen? Brooke, how about you I go first? I predict that Jerry Springer is going to show up on the next episode <laughs> of Dance Moms as a special guest appearance. No, as a guest appearance, uh, you know, kind of working the things out, the issues out with the moms. Because I saw it getting very Jerry Springer towards the end there. I thought you were going to say, like, Abby's pregnant and who's the father. <laughs> you are not the father. No, no. I, I feel like he's going to show up and, like and mediate Mari. between the moms next episode. Ray Ray, you are not the father of little Quinicia. Um, of me. You are not the fire of me. No, I think um, I predict that next week I'll be doing a choreography for the Abby Lee mm. Dance Company, oh. and they will they will. Sweep. Is that a spoil alert? <laughs> After Buzz exclusive. No, I think I, I really Giselle. Like I feel okay. Next week, what will happen is Maddie will be at the top of the pyramid again because I mean, no, her, she didn't do her solo. Does it matter? She's Maddie. It's like. Yeah, who's going to be at the top of the pyramid? I say, I, I think maybe, maybe who knows, maybe mm. she may let Chloe be the top of the pyramid just no, for... No, she lost by a tenth of a point. I wonder if Nia might be back. <laughs> maybe? Brooke might be, Brooke will be back. Maybe. <laughs> Out of rehab. Paige at the top, Paige has been injured. Well, we do see Peyton comes back, which I'm not looking forward to, because I th- I'm Kathy and Peyton's mom are kind of tied for me as to who I dislike the mm-hmm. most, but... We'll have to see, and you can tune in right here to AfterBuzz TV. My lovely co-host, let everybody know where we can find you. Brooke? Brooke Papinga, Queen BP at 333. Jason J. Carter at JJC Forever. And you can find me at Giselle Ugardi or GiselleUgardi.com. I just uploaded a Taylor Swift makeup tutorial to my YouTube channel, Sprinting Stilettos TV. And don't forget, you can catch us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. You can also see us on YouTube tomorrow morning if you didn't get to see this whole episode. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your mom, and call us next week. We'll be here Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific time. We'll see you next week. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 